Daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon in the middle of Edgbaston. Stumps, day two. Jeff, tell us about it in 30 seconds. Australia started not too well. Bang, bang, as you like to say. Stuart Broad, two in two. Uh, Warner and Labuschagne. Steve Smith gets out for 16 on the stroke of lunch. Ben Stokes, LBW, what, doing the three for 67 in all sorts. And then partnerships develop. It was, what, uh, 82 between Travis Head and Usman Khawaja. And then Cameron Green comes in 70. 72, it was 81, then 72, then 91 with Alex Carey. They are 82 behind at the close. Kawaja still there on 126, Carey on 52, uh, the game in the balance. 82 runs behind Australia, some really important partnerships at tough times after losing two wickets, bang bang, on 29 in the 11th over. Warner chopping on, I mean he loves playing that shot, forcing through the offside. Yep. I mean it's a little bit live by sword, die by sword kind of thing, like yeah. you've been playing that for 12 years. Doesn't play it well. Probably doesn't need to play it then, but you know, it kind of is. Does play it. It's not like yeah. an unusual. I think people misunderstood that. I think they looked at it and thought, oh, it's a, whole, it's a heave ho. It's not. Yeah. It's just a poorly executed thrash. When, when he gets out to that, he gets out off the. It's the angled bat that he throws, yeah. and yeah. it's either top edge into the cordon or bottom edge into the stumps. And That's it has it. happened so many times through his career, and every time it looks ugly because it's an ugly looking shot. Um, but then you probably put out of your mind the hundreds of times that he smashes it through cover for four. That's right. Um, Everyone reaches for the Daphne and Celeste UGLY. You ain't got no. That's just me. I, I'm yeah, the only you. one that You're does. You're the that. only one that does. I'm the that. only one that does. Okay. That and bang bang. Those are your, those are your things. <laughs> that's what that's what you've got all to yourself. That and having a guy rundle, um, which Harry Brook did, which we may come to later when we reach the Hall of Fame. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, it, it's it's. It's it's Warner. Okay, the field's choking him off at that point. He doesn't have an easy get-off strike sort of shot, but he looked pretty good. He was moving well. He was coming across his stumps. He was getting well forward to Broad. He was almost batting to him like he was a spinner at times, like get right on top of the ball yeah, and smother yeah. it uh, and make sure that nothing could get through. He didn't look bothered by facing Stuart Broad. Two things that stood out to me with the Warner-Broad thing. Last night when they had to face four overs, Broad took the new ball. Warner put himself on strike. He didn't put himself down the non-striker's end. Both players did it right because yep. Broad... Well, Anderson bowled first change today for the first time since 2009 in England. Right. Almost always Anderson takes the first over. So Broad wanted to be in the hot seat yep. and Warner wanted to be in it as well. So yeah. credit to them both. But, and it was telling because it's usually up to Warner throughout his whole career. He has decided off the cuff a lot of the time whether he wants to face or be at the other end. Yeah. And his partners have accommodated that. Um, and and Kuwait has been happy to do that as well. And so then when they came out this morning as well, it was Broad, it was Warner facing the first delivery of the morning again. And again, he looked fine. He didn't look spooked by it, Warner. But he wants to get after Stuart Broad. He wants to show that he's not afraid. I'm not afraid anymore. Um, you're like the kid in Patrick Swayze's video in, in Donnie Darko. There's a reference for you know cinema fans also 20 years ago. Also a story time, a second discussion <laughs> second of Patrick, Patrick Swayze, Swayze in two days. He's coming up a lot on the show lately. This is Swayze Town, <laughs> our new podcast with Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. Uh, brought to you by first Westfield. A, first a Sliders <laughs> recap podcast. Oh yeah, by the way, more, more extra less ordinary. More extra less ordinary. Hello uh, Westfield. Yeah, well, look, Westfield doing good stuff out there, I'm sure. But Warner wasn't doing good stuff. And then Broad just gets the one to go away to Manus Labuschagne, who, you know, comes across pokes at it doesn't need to it's about a sixth sump line by the time he reaches it but you know you can do that first ball you, you just you want the contact I, I mean of course I mean it's Hall of Fame worthy that Broad the foreshadow this dismissal it's 
a great Ashes moment right away, given it's number one ranked batter in the world. Albeit, as Will McPherson noted on Twitter, the number one batter in the world who's made one ton away from home. I don't, I don't think that's mm. a point that's worth glossing over. I He's mean, a one ton rodeo. A one ton rodeo at Gaul last year. Um, he'll make a lot more. I'm not saying Labuschagne's incapable of playing away from home. We saw that in England yeah, four you years are. ago. We heard it. We all heard it. You heard it. The audience heard it. You're saying he's no good. But You're what saying he, he's no good. What he did do is waft at one that was a, a little mm. a little outswinger. And, you know, Broad did say that he invented the outswinger a couple of months ago. Um, and it was designed and created for Labuschagne and Smith. Didn't get a chance to... Well, I suppose he did get a chance to bowl it to Smith. But Smith yep. was playing in a way, and we'll come to this, that wasn't really... Um, wasn't really, you, were, you wouldn't want to bowl out swingers to him sure. playing the way he was today. Labuschagne, though, and it's a great catch for Bairstow. He puts down a catch uh, from Carey late in the day for 25. He misses a stumping chance from Green on zero, but he does take Labuschagne in the right glove on naught, yeah. which means a lot. Yes. Because suddenly it's like Jeremy Coney made this point on our commentary towards the end of play. The whole day was framed and defined by how Australia responded from being 29 for mm-hmm. two. Even when they had that partnership with Smith and Kawaja leading up to lunch. It was like everyone was still thinking about what the two wickets in two balls constituted. And even when Head gets out there like 180 behind, you know, there's so much to do yeah. after England made 393 on day one that two wickets early really put the frighteners up Australia. They did well to, to absorb that pressure. Right, and then so much of it hinges on Smith, who bats for a long time just before the lunch break, but hasn't scored many. And he's, no. he's done this quite a bit, well, lately, I mean, well, for a very long time. He... He would bat for so long that it didn't matter that he hadn't scored much at the start because he would make it up. Right. At the moment, like he's, he's, as I've said for a little while, he's not quite the player that he was at his peak. He's still very good and better than almost everyone else, but he's not what he was. And so being able to completely rely on, it's fine, I'll just get myself in for an hour and a half and then think about scoring after lunch, doesn't actually help on the scoreboard. And the way that the, the, the technique stuff that we've talked about with him yeah. coming across outside the off stump and relying on his hand-eye coordination being absolutely perfect to clip everything off his pads, he's, he misses the ball now. He didn't miss the ball four years ago. You know, the, the only time he missed the ball that hit him on the pad four years ago was after he'd been hit in the neck by Archer at Lords. Mm. Um, so he does get hit on the pads more and we saw that in his time for Sussex and we saw that today with Stokes yep. smashes him straight in front very Smith-like again in that he goes straight upstairs without even talking to his batting partner three reds not an unreasonable review given it hit him on the knee roll on a different surface yeah. it might have been going over with, with that sort of length but this one's keeping low so it was hitting middle stump off stump I think the umpires who officiate in the series will look back at that because you know it's worth remark- remarking upon again that He's changed his technique. So Smith went to being sort of play next to the ball last year and it worked for him in Gaul and it worked for him in a one-day hundred he made up north in Mackay, was it, from memory? Yep, and it Zealand. worked for him against the Windies with worked, the double and it worked, it worked for him the Windies, against South Africa. And we all, it was notable how different against South Africa, he was looking. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Really noticeable how different he, he, he felt to observe. Mm. Um, and now he's gone back to the way he used to be, which does feel... Exaggerated. I mean, I took a yep. photograph and put it on social media after the broad hat-trick delivery. Again, could be Hall of Fame on a different day, be. but there's, there's yep. so much other stuff. I mean, like that was the way that Smith was when things weren't completely in sync. A couple of years ago when mm. he was having uh, poor summers at home, thinking especially the ashes of 2021-22 when he averaged 30-odd. Again, you know, um, 
your point. It's not we're saying that Smith's done or anything. It's simply that it's interesting to me that he's gone back to a strategy that he yep. junked or that he'd at least moved on from about 12 months ago. Which, and I think that was conditions-based, and we saw it work really well at the WTC final against India. He employs exactly that strategy, yep. makes 100, um, sets up Australia for the game. Absolutely. Happy he made 100 last week. Got to remember that. It's not. Yeah, right. It's just that and, and for whatever made... reason it felt today. Remember last week he started so slow, yeah. but he had Travis Head down the other end. So he was applying scoreboard pressure the other way. So yeah. he was, using this term again, absorbing pressure and Head was transferring it. Today there was kind of no ability to have anyone mm. playing the transferring role because they were 29 for two. Right. Like the circumstances felt a lot different to how it did against India the other week. Yeah, so he bats for what feels like a long time, but they're 67 for three when he gets out. Yeah, 50, 59 balls for 16. Yeah, and so at that point they're still over 300 behind um, and they've lost the two who are supposed to do the bulk of the, the long innings work. Labashan and Smith are the two who you expect to bat for a really long time. But that's discounting a man with the same initials as the country that he is in, UK, who can bat for a really long time, which we've seen. I mean, we saw it first. Well, not first, but in, in Dubai, that's the notable one. Yep. There was that South Africa day-night game where he batted across three mm-hmm. different, three, three different, no, two different night sessions across three different days for that 140 that he made there. Uh, and then the very long innings he played in Pakistan, the very long one he played in India recently this yep. year. Um, he's, he's shown that ability to be able to withstand intense heat, physical conditions being difficult. It wasn't like that today. He batted in his long sleeve jumper all day long um, and, and wasn't bothered about the temperature at all when everyone else was batting in their shirt sleeves. It was only low 20s. Very comfortable for him. And he just booked in for the day. He, he did. And, and I, think that it's, I think that it's a surface that lets you play like it's more in Asia, right? Where mm. Kawaja has become an expert at succeeding on the slower surfaces, what we saw at Karachi, sure. what we saw at Lahore, specifically what we saw at Underbite actually, where it was nothing doing, it was flatted and flat, there was no pace in the wicket, and he was able to get on that back foot of his. The number of pull shots he played today that were hitting the stumps, I mean, not only off the spinners oh, yeah. either. These were pull shots from seamers that just weren't getting up because the, sh- the pitch Three in the first so session. He's happy to go across and like, I think that's on the basis of what he's been able to develop in Asia, that weirdly he's able to apply at Edgbaston. Had you yes. said that three weeks ago, I would have said you're stark raving mad. They're going to try and ensure that they're a massive show of running through Australia with England, Seamers, Anderson, Broad, Robinson, Wood, etc. Sure. But because they've gone the other way and they might have overdone the pitch here with the, the flooding they might requested, have. well, you know, the extent to which Stokes and Co informed what's happened here, we don't know. Yeah. We don't yet know. Maybe it was the curator here reading the price signals and going, well, that's what the team have said they want sure. in the media. But they but said fast and flat, and this ain't fast. This, this ain't fast. This yeah. is no good. I mentioned yesterday it's kind Vin of. Vin Diesel is not featuring <laughs> in any film about this pitch. No, reminiscent of Raul Pindi and, and Umderbud, the two yeah. dreadful pitches we saw earlier in the last, in the last 12 months. So, yeah, that, that was of interest to me. Kawaja hasn't got a great record in England, a little bit like the way that he played in Dubai and in Sri Lanka and in India. Everywhere he's gone where he seemingly has a point to prove, he's done so emphatically yep. with a massive Test 100. And today is exactly that. Like, he may have only... I mean, he's only on... 126. Only on. He's on 126. He's not 200-plus. He hasn't sure. got Australia in the black yet. They may still end up with a first-innings deficit. But, but he batted, for, tw- him, he batted for 25 overs after he made his 100. Yep. That's, that's somebody booking in. That's not... Exactly. Okay, I've made my hundred now. I've made my point. I'll see you later. Um, and they needed him to on every occasion. Those partnerships I ran through before. Sure. Thirty-eight with Smith, eighty-one with Head, who we haven't touched on yet. Batted nicely, breezily. Started turning the volume up using his feet. Then got caught at mid-wicket against the flow of play. They yep. needed that wicket at that time. Seventy-two with Green. Every time England yep. took a wicket, the crowd are involved. Yep. England believe they're only two wickets away from a lengthy Australian tail, and there he is, Kawaja, starting again with a new partner. Sure. He's become such a 
a senior pro. But the Travis Head partnership, that's essential. Um, mm. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this sentence. Uh, Head helps release the pressure at times. <laughs> it, 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 Travis Head takes the pressure off Kawaja in the same way that you talked about him doing so with Smith. Yep. During the previous test match, in the, he goes after him. He, he hits six down the ground. He, he starts taking on. And, and his first, say, two overs against Moen Ali, he looks very dicey. He's not sure what he's doing. Mm. It's just before, before the lunch break. Yeah. He goes back, lets a couple hit him on the pad. You know, he looks like he can't remember how to do it. And you think, oh, this is why they didn't pick him in Sri Lanka last year or in, or in India to begin with. And they're bumping him earlier too, this like year. on the other end. They're bowling short to him and they're setting. What yep. India failed to do last week was set a fly slip. And they had the fly slip straight away where he scored yep. so many runs down there. Fine leg, deep backwards square, man around the corner, man in close yep. on the onside. Like they, they basically said, we're gonna, and they had a, a silly point in for him at one point. Yep. Like we're going to bomb you. With, and and with, a with short, short they had a short leg about 10 paces back. Um, he did play in Sri Lanka, but I mean, they were, they were thinking about not picking yep. him in Sri Lanka for that reason, that's what I meant to say. So, but after, that, after he comes back after lunch, he settles in and he realises, I've got to attack, that's my method of defence and then Kawaja starts to go with him he's like okay well this is fun yeah. we're having a good time here I might hit a six off Moeen Ali I might carve one inside out over cover and just how about Kawaja's dancing at Moeen in yeah. that partnership yeah. it was glorious it was beautiful um, and, and so sure at this point like yeah they're only pushing up towards 150 they're still a long long way behind but it feels like they're feeling good they've got something going and, and Travis Head gets out against the runner play um, caught at midwicket when he, he just doesn't get the ball up and, and Crawley catches it but it means that there's a bit of, bit of life in the Australian innings then Green comes in he settles in he starts playing a few shots as well and then Kawaja's just happy to occupy the crease at that point while Green does that you know Green gets out should have been stumped second ball wasn't best so misses it um, and then Kerry comes in and does what Kerry does like vital runs for the third innings in a row after the twice in the WTC final. Moeen's a funny old duck, isn't he? I mean, he, I, I could have told you he would go at fives and take a couple of wickets with his best ball. It's just what felt foretold in the yep. same way that him making 18 off 19 felt inevitable yesterday. Like, the way he gets green out is a delivery that reminiscent of what he bowled to Virat Kohli at Chennai, I think it was, in early yep. 2021, through the gate borderline unplayable uh, from Green's perspective in terms of how far down the track he got to it mm -hmm. um, only for it to spin through the small gap it had to go through in the gate so no and batter error from Green there but Moeen's best ball this was Stokes's argument before the test match that his best delivery can get anyone out in the world yes. and they needed it then for the same reason they needed to get head when he went because it was exactly the moment when Green was looking to counter attack and Kawaja was going with him so this is an emblem of you know how the day sure. you'd had that push and pull feel to it yep um, and you know when like like that delivery Moen's always been able to bowl that delivery occasionally like that's that's a thing that's been consi a consistent part of of his career so we we saw that which was the best of him and we saw him getting hit over the fence a whole bunch of times yeah. going at about six and over Dingers. the rest of the time so yeah it was it was that classic mixed bag um, and then Kawaja sort of slows down while Carey's there because Carey's being pretty busy and ticking the ball around as he does didn't get the reverse out Carey um, not until after he'd passed 50 ball anyway after I think yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so once once he ticked that off uh, and Kawaja gets to his 100 he, he has a false start he drives it through cover and he's like yeah I've got that and then the ball slows up and stops inside Believe the road. You, so did I I called yeah. the 100 off the cover drive I'm like he moves to Accenture uh, no he doesn't it's right uh, he moves to, to second it moves to 98 he moves to the Century Apartments <laughs> which are just behind Edgebaston here that's where you need to put your pin to get your taxi to drop you off yes, get, if you can't yes, get into the right. ground Century Tower uh, yeah, that's where Usman Kawaja just moved there we just this is this is the latest breaking news on the final word um, and then he plays the little steer behind point. And yeah, nice that, way to get there. That rolls down for four. And, um, well, I think let's leave the celebration to the final word. Yeah, well, before Hall we go there fame. first, let's just say he also gets out. 
afterwards to a screaming Stuart Broad delivery. Yes. One of 12 no balls bowled on the day. Were you going to do this in the Hall of Fame? We could. Am I getting ahead of this? Well, no, we'll do it. It's not really Hall of Fame worthy. Well, I mean, it's another no ball and it's a corker of a delivery. It, it cuts in off the seam. Wobble seam, round uh, the wicket, second ball with the second, second delivery with the second new ball. Australia is still about 130 odd behind at that point. Yeah. Something like that. If that... If Broad's boots behind the line, we're having a very, very different conversation at the close of play about Australia's state because they'll have been having scoreboard pressure applied to them. Again, I mention it, Australia's tail is much longer for not having Mitchell Stark there. Cummins mm. at 8, fine, but 9, 10, 11, any of them could be raffling 11 on a different day. Yeah. So that is an issue for Australia as we move into tomorrow. But if Broad not keeping his... I mean, it's not just a Broad thing. There's been 12 no balls today, 13 in the innings, Six of them from the last delivery of the over. Mm -hmm. Work that out. There mm -hmm. must be something in this. Anyway, wider bowlers, I don't understand it. The risk-reward. I get trying to push up against the line, but being always right just on the edge of a no-ball, mm. that means that, I mean, would have Broad dismissed Kawaja with a delivery like that had he been 10 centimetres yeah. further back? I mean, in all probability, he would have. It's just, it, it strikes me as something that that has gone for fast bowlers this is that because they're trying to mark yep. their run up by a centimetre right you know they mark it out to the centimetre well there, there has been some study on it that even changing the the distance by an inch or so um, massively changes the velocity and can change the trajectory so you can't necessarily bowl the same ball if you're, sure. yeah, if you're 10 centimetres further back but you only need to be 10 millimetres further back I've just been cutting the line with yeah. a different part of your boot yeah, so you're never exactly. going to get in trouble in the first place yes. which, you know we've seen many bowlers Cummins last week at the WTC final fall into this trap of pushing 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 and the mm -hmm. wicket ball the one that's called but yeah it was a massive moment late in the day let us now go to the final word hall of fame final word hall of fame where we pick our most final word moment of the day it's brought to you by westfield london and westfield stratford city it's father's day in the uk tomorrow it's not father's day in australia tomorrow if you're listening in australia well this isn't strictly for you but you could still go to a westfield they have some in australia they're they're, they're, a, fi they're a fine place to go if you need a field in the west but um, if you're here, you could take your dad down there or you could go down there to get something for your dad because it's a very dad-friendly place. It is. It is indeed. And even if you're listening to this on Sunday, why wouldn't you? If you're the type of guy like me, probably like you, who doesn't always have their ducks in a row when it comes to these things yep. and you want to catch up after the fact, buy a gift voucher. Many options yeah. there. You can buy clothes online, any of the shops. We talked about Charles Turret yesterday. Beautiful clobber from there. Why not? Get, why him not? A, get him a shirt. Get him a tie. Give him a night out. Um, uh, hitting dingers. Yep, you can we, go to you can go to Putt Shack and play some golf if you're so inclined. All star lanes and play there's a ten But I would bowling, go to all star lanes. Iguanas for the keep puppy happy free Corona. You know sixes. We've yep. been there now. You've hit well, I have. There. I did. I did. Did middle a few in sixes and missed many, many more. I can't um, think of any better place to cater for your dad around Father's Day sure. than. Westfield, more extra, less ordinary. Get in the nets. And uh, find out all about the, the 300 different shops in there at the website, westfield.co.uk forward slash United Kingdom. Now, broadly, slash London. Yeah, broadly, broadly Hall of Fame-y. I mean, England just let so many chances go today. The catches that went down, the stumping that was missed, the no ball. I mean, we saw Australia do this against India as well um, in the WTC final. Um, we saw a couple. We saw Travis Head missed that one and, and a couple of bad misfields and so on. But, yeah, England sloppy today could have been could have been really on top if they'd been sharper. Should have been. Uh, and this comes down, I think, in no small part to the fact they've played very little, you know, golf's a priority when they're not playing. And that's, we've talked about this at length. But yeah. Yeah, being in the field for six and a half hours is a different kind of discipline. And, and it does 
have a lot to do with above the shoulders and being yeah. trained and primed and ready to roll. And there'll be some sore boys tomorrow, not least Ollie Robinson. Um, he looked absolutely knackered today. Yep. Might be still a niggle. I mean, maybe he had that niggle with the foot the other week. So. I, I'm going to go, my, a Hall of Fame nomination would be, oh, we're going to bomb Travis Head with a short ball attack and Ollie Robinson just bowling powder puff south at about 70 miles an hour <laughs> that Travis Head was just standing up on his toes and dropping down at his feet. It didn't look very threatening. Uh, I've got uh, Harry Brook bowling before oh. Robinson did this morning. That oh. one over of, off the wrong foot, 65 oh. mile an hour medium pace from our end. Oh. I mean, it's very baseball, isn't it? It's very he bowled Brendan, before it's very, Robinson it's, it's very Ben Stokes to say, look, um, I'm going to just do this because I feel like it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I'm sure he'll be asked about it. It's got nothing to do with the velocity he bowls at or the penetration he achieves. He's not getting, he's not hooping it around at 65 mile an hour. It's just military medium, it, presumably to get his Swiss head and get him out of the rhythm straight away. It maybe. looks like he was bowling off spin. Like yeah. it, he was coming in off a full, like quite a long run and then just kind of, like it seemed like his hand was rolling and the ball was looping out of his hand, you know, like Mudgid Huck for Scotland used to do, <laughs> um, and kind of ballooning down the other end. It looked, it looked so park. It was like, I can't say the worst part-time bowling ever because you, you, I think if you discount your kind of desperation picks like Matthew Hayden bowling in, in Calcutta in 2001, sure. you know, someone who you would never actually go to um, in terms of a, a, a part-time option. But as your first choice part-time option I reckon it was the worst part-time bowling I've seen yeah it, it was unconventional it was so, horrible to say the least uh, the the the, the theatre around the hat-trick ball including oh. it being off target and Smith's leave I mean all I can do is grab the photo I mean the way he ends up like with his right foot not his left foot yeah he's the doing the splits it's an extraordinary um, piece of batsmanship I, I don't again it's it, it kind of feads into the he's Barishnikov. yeah he really it's really like leans it. you wouldn't want to do a groin strain just doing the splits and then the arms <laughs> above the head and <laughs> the fact that okay so if he gets Smith there because he goes Warner Labuschagne if he nicks off Smith there broad that would be one of the best hat tricks in terms of quality of player yep and instead he bowls it a metre down the leg yep. side Got to love Stuart Broad. Well, the very fact that Broad foreshadowed the labour chain dismissal yeah. is Hall of, Hall of Fame worthy, as is the fact that I had to give a 30-second summary on the BBC today. The, the host said to me down the line, oh, I love your podcast. Can you give me a 30-second summary before we get into it? I'm like, ah, uh, OK, let's go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Luckily, we are well-trained for this. We, this is our version of, of catching drills after six and a half hours in the field. We can do a 30-second summary at the end of a day. This has been the final word daily at Edgbaston for Westfield, London and Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Check them out around Father's Day. All the... Links and so on are in the show notes. If you like what Jeff and I do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Last night after we recorded the daily show, we went upstairs and we recorded story time. That history episode will be in your feeds on Sunday and it includes a brilliant Jeremy Coney cameo, cameo. that I've recorded this afternoon mm -hmm. where Coney is at his very best. So it's a little, a little teaser for what you've got coming ahead of you on the final word feed on Sunday and through the week. And we'll be here at Edgbaston on day three as well with Australia resuming tomorrow. 82 runs behind. Might be raining, but even if it is, we'll do a show anyway. Sometimes they're our best. Good night. See ya. I ain't breezing and I ain't George Benson. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced. And if my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant. I had to go about it, write it out, and 